from iHeart Podcasts, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case Roe v. Wade, starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. What's good, everybody? Welcome to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I'm your host, Mike De Niro, and I am joined here by the devious one, Ivan C. from the Circle Debate. What's good, man? Oh, man, still having some technical difficulties. As we try to figure this out, I want to thank everybody for joining us on uh, this special Saturday edition of the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast, where we will be reviewing the Clash at the Castle event. But first, this episode is brought to you by ThreeFallsBrand.com, the home of the Wrestling DeLorean merchandise and the best rock and wrestling merchandise on the planet. Check out ThreeFallsBrand.com. Let me show you what they be doing over there at Three Falls. Three Falls Brand is a DOI merch company that provides original artwork on shirts, hats, stickers, and pins. Three Falls, WrestlePunk merch for the masses. Check us out at threefallsbrand.com and on Instagram at threefallsbrand. 
definitely check out threefallsbrand.com. Uh, also, make sure you go to manscaped.com and put in the promo code DeLorean to get 20% off all your manscaping needs, whether you need the ball deodorant, the, the weed whacker, the lawnmower. Go to manscaped.com. Before we start off the show today, I'm going to give a little, what's called, a little break. We're going to have Francine let you know what we do over here, let Nick Gage tell you what we do over here. And then we're going to get right into the Clash at the Castle. So stay tuned because we're about to get into all that very soon. It's the man, the king, the god of this shit, Nick fucking Gage. And you know how I start this off. Shout out to all my MDK gang members around the world. Shout out to all my boys locked up in the cells. Eastern Block. Shout out to my hate club. Rest in peace, Big Day Hatred. And rest in peace, my brother Justice Payne. And I'm sending this video to my motherfucking boy, my gang member, Mike DeNiro. And Mike, I want to start this off by saying thank you, man, for repping the MDK gang the right way. I want to say thank you, like I tell the rest of the people, and I keep telling them and telling them, Mike, if it wasn't for you or the rest of the gang, me, Nick Gage, I wouldn't be here right now, Mike. And I definitely wouldn't be doing what I love. That's professional deathmatch wrestling. So I just wanted to say thank you, Mike. And I want to let all my MDK gang members know to go check out the Wrestling Delarine Podcast. I was on it. It was a dope-ass podcast. We had awesome conversation. It was one of my favorite podcasts I did. And I don't do too many. And I've done some big ones. And this one was one of my favorites. So go check out the Delarain Podcast every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. They do this shit three days a week. So from the king of this shit, from the god of deathmatch wrestling, go check out the Delarain Podcast. And remember... They do it three times a week. They ain't slacking. They're on top of their game. They do it Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And you know what it is. It's MDK all fucking day. And Mike, I would love to be on your podcast again, man. Hey there, this is the Queen of Extreme Francine. I am here today to let you know that you need to go and check out this very cool podcast that is happening right now. It's called the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast, and it's on every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Yes, three days a week. It's amazing. And on Wednesdays, Wednesdays are really special because Edwin Melendez, he reviews ECW Hardcore TV and sometimes he even talks about yours truly. So you need to go and you need to look up this podcast. Again, it's called the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. And it's on every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And please tell them that the Queen of Extreme Francine sent you. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. 
From iHeart Podcasts, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy. As Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being, I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow today internet delivered through cox's hybrid fiber coax network speeds vary and are not guaranteed cox terms and other restrictions apply from iheart podcast supreme the battle for roe tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case roe v wade starring maya hawk as 26 year old lead attorney sarah weddington we're challenging the texas abortion laws in federal court and academy award nominee william h macy Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast Supreme, The Battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, oh, man. All right, so we're we going to what's called. We're going to get right into Clash at the Castle. We're going to try to figure out the t- technical difficulties, but we, we definitely will have Ivan on. I'm going to just start it off. Clash of the Castle was today, and it was a special matinee show for WWE because they're in the UK. At the Underground Temple, I already know you was probably there, right? I mean, shit. But um, what do you say? Did you guys see my sign in the crowd? If Oh, that was you. Was that you? Because that sound was like front and center, bro. If Reigns wins, we right. But uh, anyway... Definitely a great show. I thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. I think that, you know, it's nice to have these, these uh, what's it called, little short shows. Well, not short shows, but morning shows or early afternoon shows, being that they're overseas. What's good, Nick? Quietest Ivan has ever been. <laughs> How about now? Ah, there you there go, you Nick. Know. I, know one, Nick. <laughs> I am at play now, Nick. I'm here. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What's good, man? Yes, man. I don't know what the hell happened with Mike, but I got to figure it out right there. Man, but, technology yeah. always backfires. It is what it is. I appreciate oh, you coming man. on, bro. Thank like you I was saying, me. you know, this this is this is resembling a episode of Circle Debate, but it is a special episode of the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. And I'm honored to have the boss, the devious one, Ivan C, man. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you once again, man. It's, it's a hot day here in Southern California, man. It's about... 101 degrees up in here, so yeah. I got a notification here about how it was breaking records over there. Oh, wow! Yeah, my phone on the news, it was like California has record breaking heat wave. I'm like, God damn, sorry, Ivan. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are. Oh my god, underground temple says 
How was the crowd for y'all on the TV, guys? Did we do it justice? The crowd was electric all, I guess, day for us, but night for you guys. The crowd was definitely electric and added so much to the atmosphere. I love this show, man. This show was absolutely amazing. Right off the bat, I just got to say, like, Triple H, thank you, because I'm starting to see the old NXT black and gold now on the main roster, and it, it just is amazing to see. Absolutely. It was. It was uh, not the no pun intended for Vince McMahon, but stupendous it was because seeing the crowd, it, it gave me goosebumps and it made me feel like this was like an NXT takeover. And that's what it felt the whole card itself. And it, sure. it was amazing. I, I really enjoyed it. And we started out hot. You know, I didn't expect this match to be first, but we had Bailey, EO Sky, and Dakota Kai versus Bianca Belair, Asuka, and Alexa Bliss. You know, last night on Circle Debate, we were talking about the top five best NXT women's matches. All six of these women, well, yeah, even Alexa Bliss, yeah, all six of these women started out in NXT and had some of those matches that we talked about last night. This resembled one of those old school NXT takeover multi-women matches because it was just balls to the wall, no pun intended. They like, there's no balls there, but no, it was balls to the wall regardless. Amazing matchup, so much action. And in my opinion, I feel the right team went over, especially after uh, EO Sky and Dakota Kai lost in the tournament. I feel like they needed a big win to keep the momentum strong, and they got that win at Clash of the Castle in the opening matchup. What was your thoughts? Oh, man, absolutely. But before I give my thoughts, I mean, he spoke about balls. I think we'll let the, let the audiences know, what do you have going when it comes to balls and how to take care of them? I think you might want to tell that. Hey, I mean, speaking of taking care of balls, thanks for that. Manscaped.com. Take care of your balls, you know what I mean? Get your balls deodorant, get the lawnmower. Make sure you fresh down there. And when you go, make sure you go and put in the DeLorean and your promo code for 20% off site-wide. It don't matter if it's the most expensive thing or the most cheap thing on Manscaped. You can still get 20% off using DeLorean. Check that out. We have that promo code good until August, well September 8th. So you have a couple more days to get the 20% off. So make sure you take advantage of that promo code. I appreciate you, Ivan. Thank you for that. No, no worries. Well, yes, I mean, this was a great opening match. I really enjoyed it. Just seeing six women, uh, the crowd was just hot. And it was just, it seemed that triple suplex and everything overall. And then not only that, but Belair actually getting pinned. A lot of people, you know, yeah. was doubting that she was not going to get the pin. But, I mean, she was not going to get pinned, excuse me. But, um, unfortunately, she did. So, this is now the buildup that we're going to see for Baby going after the Raw Women's title. And then, of course, the, the continuing storyline with Eo Sky and Dakota Kai with, with Asuka and Alexa Bliss, which most likely kind of mostly turning down to going after the women's tag team titles. So I mean, I'm looking forward to see how the storyline you know, progresses. Yeah, is the next um the next premium live event Survivor Series, if I'm not mistaken? I think they announced Extreme Rules. I think oh, Extreme Rules. Because yeah. I was gonna say that's probably going to be the next uh, women's title match. We're definitely going to be getting Bel Air versus. Uh, Bailey, which I think is going to be a phenomenal matchup. You know, Bailey, who is in her second match since coming back, I see no ring rust, no ring rust at all. Like she definitely looked like she was top notch in this matchup. Great matchup to start out the show. Crowd was hot for this too, so shout out to that matchup. But bro, we gotta talk about this. You know, <laughs> we we were talking on Circle Debate. We were talking. I was on Top Rope Wrestling Talk yesterday. I've been saying this is the match I'm looking forward to the most. Sheamus and Gunther for the Intercontinental Champion. I'm going to tell you right, like, real quick. First of all, big shout-out to Triple H for putting Imperium back together. 
You know what I mean? We got Giovanni uh, Vinci or Vinci. Is that what he's going by now? Yeah, Vinci. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. Vinci, yeah. So he's now in the main roster. He's joining uh, Ludwig Kaiser and Gunther recreating Imperium here on the main roster. That was an awesome moment to start off with the brawl between the um, – what was Seamus call his crew again? Butch and uh, Rich Holland. I forgot. Was it yeah, Fight Rich Night or some shit? Something like that. Uh, yeah. Very, very brief. Shout out to Steve right there at SCW, the wrestling channel, man. They bring in really great content, man. Thank you so much for tuning in, Steve. Yeah, most definitely. I appreciate you for tuning in. But yeah, that was a great moment to open up the what's called the matchup with the brawl between the two squads. What happened? What's happening, guys? Hope you guys are do- both doing well. Thank you so much. Hope you guys are doing well. Hope you're doing well on this beautiful Saturday. But, yo, this matchup, in my opinion, was a classic. I-, I said in my notes that I put it that this is probably the best IC matchup in the last decade. Like, they killed each other in that matchup. They killed each other. They beat the shit out of each other. And that crowd was going wild the whole time. Ivan, you said it on Circle Debate. You said that Seamus' chest is going to look as red as his hair. And, yeah, it was bad. He looked like fucking hamburger meat off there. <laughs> All I can say is that this, gave, this match delivered of what we expected. It gave us all the expectations when we spoke about it prior. And even you know, prior week or two before, you know, when was, this match was announced, we were expecting a hard-hitting, yeah. kind of a stiff match. But seeing... What I enjoyed about this overall is even Walter, as with Gunter, excuse me, said at a post conference that they had right after the, the show that, you know, Seamus is underrated, never gives the credit, never has been given the credit where he credits due. And seeing the crowd, you know, setting ovation for Seamus, I kind of wanted to tear up a little bit because Seamus deserves that. I haven't seen yeah. uh, him having a standing ovation and a high caliber match. That was for me, match of the night. Uh, I really enjoyed it overall, and seeing uh, Sheamus wasn't a tear up too. Seeing him like, wow, I never thought I would get this ovation from these people, but he put a hellacious battle against uh, Gunther, and I cannot wait to see more of this. I mean, I'm looking forward, and this IC title has, wow, it's been, it's, eh, man, it's back, what can I say? Prestige again. Yes, not only this was a takeover match for me, and and Triple H, I don't know who produced this match. With these two individuals, but man, fantastic job how they did it overall in this match. Yeah, for sure. And I like how you brought up the standing ovation afterwards because not to get on AEW or anything, but this is the stuff that I was talking about how if AEW let things breathe, you would have these type of moments where, you know, they're so quick to cut off to the next segment. We're here, WWE just left it in the ring, and you saw how the crowd was showing their respect to Sheamus. So now when I'm watching that at home, you know, it makes you want to, like, show more respect to Sheamus and makes you think, wow, yeah, this guy been here for over a decade. He's been busting his ass. Never really gets the credit that he deserves, like you said. So I thought that was a beautiful moment. I'm glad that they showed that on camera. They, they kept the camera on the ring and showed the crowd going crazy for him. It was really Absolutely. awesome. But- yeah, so I did hear a little Walter chat. So I have a ground table comment. I did hear a little bit of it. So I, yeah, yeah, Absolutely. man. I, to be honest, when uh, Kaiser – Announced him. I thought he said Walter. Me too. I was, I was like, whoa, I whoa, whoa. Was <laughs> I was like they, they went back to Walter. That's what's up. But then it said yeah. Gunther all over. I was like, I guess not. Shit. Maybe yeah. Harder wrong. Oh, so yeah. Totally weird, the best I see. Definitely. Like I said, I can't think of a better match than this, like for the IC title within like the last decade. 
That oh. title lost so much prestige, and I feel like just now it's getting back to that upper echelon. Where now, if Roman Reigns goes away and he's not on the show for a couple weeks, that could easily go into that main event slot, and oh, yeah. it would it would fit. You know what I mean? And yeah. I think that right now, I don't know, man. Like I, we'll talk about the main event later on, but yeah. I'll tell you this right now: I think Gunther versus Reigns will be a fucking dream. Oh event. my god, that'd be oh. Ooh. Yeah. Oh think, my God! Uh, it's, it's, it's shout out to Clark Street, by the way, yeah. in the comments too, man. What's hey, good, just man. for anybody, go, go back and see the replay of their watch along. I was there joining them too in the chat. I was watching it alongside with them, and man, that's awesome. I gotta check that out. Fantastic host, man. They they did they did a phenomenal job. Shout out to Clark Street once again. Subscribe to them, and they bring you the best. You know, Thanks. besides us here. They, pro- they also provide you pro- the best pros and content for all of you guys out there. Thank you, Devin and Papis, for hosting an incredible watch along event, man. I really, I'm looking, looking forward for another one. I'm really looking forward. You know, Ivan, usually I don't touch your videos here, but just for Devin, I got to do this. Yeah. Acknowledge me. <laughs> I acknowledge you, my travel one, right there. I Throw acknowledge it you. Throw it up. Throw it up. The ones, man. We're the ones. <laughs> but yeah, definitely. This was a classic. Now, let's talk about the SmackDown Women's Championship matchup. Liv Morgan versus Shayna Baszler. I got a lot of shit last night on Top Rope Wrestling Talk for saying that I was going for Liv Morgan. But, I mean, shit, like I said, like, you know, I had a personal moment with Liv Morgan. I'm always going to be loyal. She was awesome. So I, I went for Liv Morgan. I did not expect her to win, though. That's the only thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, that one. <laughs> that one. That's for you, brother. But, yeah, I mean, you know what? It was expected, but I, I was I wanted to see Ronica, you know, get involved in this situation and make it like more intriguing with a triple threat. I do love the fact she put the effort and shout out to Liv for what she took, yeah. you know, the training from Matt Riddle and went with it. She actually really did. I thought it was not going to happen in my opinion, honestly, but she actually did, and she really impressed me on this match. And honestly, Shayna Baszler put her over, and she did it right, and I, I really enjoyed. It. Just, you know, being analytical here, just everything, seeing the old Shayna Baszler, her NXT style, her her grappling moves, her attributes, how she's supposed to be, you know, presented. Yeah. And seeing Liv over accomplishing that, you know, overcoming that and accomplishing with the win, I mean, shout out to her. I got to give it to her. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to see what's next. Yeah, most definitely. I think that Liv Morgan has grown so much and you can see even like the little training like you said with Matt Riddle you can see her implementing it in the ring so like she's someone who I'm rooting for because you see how much better she's getting but she also continues to want to learn more and she wants to put in that effort where like there's some people who like I feel like once they get to a certain level they feel like they could just start coasting where now even though she's the champion she's not resting on her laurels she's going to continue to want to get better and better and better which I'm really happy for Underground Temple says, this match, I feel sorry for it, to be honest, to follow Walter versus Sheamus match. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Like, I feel like nothing – you could put anything after this and it was not going to be able to follow that match before it. But still, you know, the crowd gave a good reception to both Liv and Shane and Baszler too, so they gave him their respect. Liv was impressive in this win. And I think, you know, that's, that's great too that you said that, Clark Street, because I want to say that not only did she win, but she was impressive, and I do think that – she needed a clean win over someone like Shayna Baszler to get that, you know, I guess the taste of our mouth out of uh, what happened at SummerSlam where she had like a win that was a little like shaky and, you know, it, it solidified her title reign as something that's legit now that she got a clean win over someone who's like legit over like Shayna Baszler. Shout out young Anthony, bro. Thanks for uh, 
joining. Great show, top to bottom. I totally oh, yeah. agree. I Absolutely. totally agree. Absolutely. But yeah, definitely shout out Liv Morgan for the win. That was a really good matchup. Very impressive, yes. Now, I know you want to talk about this. <laughs> I, assumed, yes. I assumed when you what's called wrote in the group chat about thank you, Papa H, it finally happened or whatever. I assumed it was going to be something with this matchup. <laughs> we got Rey Mysterio and Edge, former SmackDown tag team partners from back in the Dizzy, going against the Judgment Day. And this matchup was really good. But, you know, that ending is what we're going to talk about right now, I'm sure. So take it away, Ivan. Oh, man. But before that, yes, we do need another. We definitely you guys do. do, man. You guys really do. The crowd, I love it, man. It, that crowd is so living. It, it hypes me up. It, it's I feel like I, I was there, you know? So, I mean. Yeah. Uh, UK man. crowd is one of the best crowds. Like, I, I love oh, it. Absolutely. Yes. We got yes. finally. That's right. Then, I'm yes. Yes. Son. I yes, can't wait I'm for the promo on Monday. I can't <laughs> wait. <laughs> oh, I, oh, my God. It finally happened, and we were waiting for it. And just you know, the match was okay for me. It was it was great. I, I have nothing to talk about, you know, downs nor negatives about it. And then seeing you know Rhea, you know, holding you know Dom and seeing Mysterio flying out, that really impressed me because she sold it really awesome. And uh, yeah, of course, Edge coming out with the mask. I'm like, what the that hell was with dope. the mask on? That was and, dope. Um, it was cool. I mean, it was like I was just like, wow, okay. And then uh, you can see and. What I caught is so funny because I'm like, okay, what are they doing in the ring? I'm like, hey, and I could tell that. I mean, I guess they were lip, you know, say, hey, do it right now, all right, do it. And, and then we see Dom, boom, with the low blow. And mm. like, and you know, shout out to Wendy for top rope because she was in the live chat too for part three. She put, you know, she put on the chat uh, saying that, oh, Edge looked like, oh, why, why me? The way down, he's like, oh, oh the cops. <laughs> Started laughing because of the comments. The drama. Was, but I was like, yes, it finally happened. It needed to happen. Yeah. And then him clotheslining his father, I know he was hesitant to do it, but Dom, you needed to turn heel. And, and, and I know people were like, he knocked uh, Ray's head uh, off. That was a hell oh of a clothesline. Yeah. That was no. the best clothesline I've seen him do his whole fucking career. <laughs> <laughs> and Damn. I know people want it to happen in the US, but it, did, it had to happen in the UK. And I'm happy they got it there, you know, in Cardiff, yeah. that they have the, the, the heel turn of Dominic. Now, what's going to happen on Raw? That now is going to get me more invested to tune in and what's going to be the aftermath. And I love how Triple H said in the, pre in the press conference after, he's like, oh, I wonder how it's going to be for family Thanksgiving under the stereos right now that this happened. So, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, I, I think, I think Dom is probably going to be at Rhea Ripley's house for Thanksgiving. Can we please give me LWO 2.0? Have him create his own faction. Have him have Humberto Carrillo, Angel Garza. Get him out of that storyline with uh, with the models. Have them be more ruthless aggression with Dom, and Dom could be your El Principe de Lucha mm. Libre. Have him be like that, that, or even a or you know legado as well. I mean, that's fine. He could be the mastermind. Hey, this was me all along, you know. And him saying, yeah, and me too. See, I book him with legado as well. Make that a reality. Yeah. And say, you know what? I know you've been saying that for a while. Yeah. Make him say Eddie Guerrero was my father all along, not you. And I'm just well, like, oh. if he comes out on Monday and he's wearing the I'm your poppy shirt, I'm sold. Oh, I'm, I'm sold. sold. Oh my god, good call on that. Good <laughs> if he's wearing that I'm your poppy oh. shirt. Hell yeah. If he if he wears that shirt, I will lose my mind. Yeah. I I will have to buy it. I'm gonna have to go to the wrestling guy's store and go buy it. That's right. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it it was long overdue, but when it happened, it didn't feel like it was 
past its like you know expiration because there's a lot of things where it's like you're waiting for something to happen and then you know it's going to happen you know it's going to happen but then when it finally happens you don't care anymore because you expected it like months ago for some reason it stayed fresh like i always wanted to happen and then it finally happened and i, I pop for it you know i thought it was funny um i was watching the show with my fiance she was like oh dominic's grounded after that one <laughs> <laughs> but definitely a great moment. I can't wait to see where he goes from here. And I just wait. I can't wait to see more of a personality with Dominic because he's been kind of dry. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't have much yeah. of a personality. So hopefully he could have that ruthless aggression. He could have that personality and he runs with this heel turn because right now, a lot of people talk about it. You got to strike when the iron's hot. You can't fumble this now. So, yeah. you know, a lot of people say his wrestling is still a little shaky. He needs a little time to develop. Listen, now you just got thrown by yourself in the deep end. So now it's time to step up, you know. So I, I'm really excited to see what he's going to do. Oh, yeah. For me, though, honestly, like I said on the Park Street, you know, live chat, watch along. You, you look at him as a spoiled child. There's either my way or the highway. Be the mastermind of having these other talents, his army with him, which could be Legado and or just Humberto and Angel Garza. And just one with it. And. I wouldn't even mind seeing, you know what? I forgot to mention Aaliyah if she wants to get involved. Mm. Since now she wants to like pursue the career of professional wrestling, yeah. see her get involved and turning on her father too and joining her brother and running a faction that would be so amazing to see. But I mean, there's so many, so many, you know, ways that we could go ahead and, and you know, pick where we could put Dominic in this uh, yeah. scenario. But I, I'm really, I'm looking forward to see how it's going to move. And, oh, man, I'm excited. I love the fact that also you had the Judgment Day on the side, like like laughing and smiling, like pointing and shit. That was a nice little subtle thing too. Like even though they just the lost. Elementary, elementary, junior high. Yeah, right. I just hope that going forward, like you know, yeah, Ray has the initial shock, like he's crying, but don't make Ray a crybaby. You know what I mean? Like have Ray come out and be like, "Yo, you know, it's time to get disciplined. I'm gonna beat your ass now, boy." Like don't have him like, "Why, son? Why? Why did you do this to me?" Like none of that yeah. shit, please. Yes. That's a legend. Don't, don't disrespect him like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Next, we got another match I was really looking forward to. Seth Rollins, Matt Riddle. Man, we, we talked about the promo from Monday. Gosh, this had that same intensity. I told you on uh, when we did the preview for this, I said I hope that, you know, this is another match where, you know, since there's so much animosity going into it, they go into it brawling and not wrestling. And that's what we got here. We had a fucking brawl, but then they started to incorporate the wrestling, and everything was just amazing. This was another great, great matchup. And I didn't know, like, I'm not going to say it's better than Gunther and Sheamus, but I'll put it right there up there. This was a hell of a matchup. But what's your thoughts? Oh, man. First of all, I didn't realize that he looked like Curry Man. I forgot about that. <laughs> ah, yes. That, that's funny as fuck. <laughs> he he had the Curry that. Man pants going. Yes. Uh, he didn't have to hey. play the Curry on his head, though. <laughs> and shout out to Wendy again because she said, what the hell did Seth Rollins sneak into Elton John's closet or what the <laughs> hell happened right there? <laughs> oh, but other than that, yeah. uh, oh, it was a great storytelling. And we needed this to happen. Rollins to pick up the win to continue this feud and ending it possibly in a steel cage or like how Devin said the Clark Street uh, in, a, in a fight pit, like how NXT had that fight mm. pit. Uh, that would be great to see I as would well. like that. I would love that. I think that would be much better to end the storyline between them two than yeah. being booked in that, in that matchup. But it needed to continue. And I love how Rollins used his finisher and used the pedigree. And then, you know, seeing in that lump that, you know, 
Seth Rollins left on Matt Riddle's head, like wow, mm-hmm. just that curb stop for the second top, that second one he gave yeah. him. But overall, it was a great storytelling match that and how it needed to happen, and Rollins needed to win this one to continue it. So I was really happy with this match. I have nothing bad to say because, once again, like I'm saying, it's it gives that storytelling at its best from the from the promo that we saw on Raw to what we see in the ring, and it, it brought that. For me, honestly, this match made Riddle. I know people are going to say, what do you mean? No, it does make Riddle. The fact is you're being booked with a high caliber like Rollins. You're taking a real personal storyline and make it into, you know, as in a storyline in the world professional wrestling. And honestly, he's putting you, you know, that over, over, honestly. And it's elevating Matt Riddle's career and his spotlight more because we're seeing more less of a jokester more of a serious guy that we will been wanting to see of matt riddle and and this is the best spot for the them for papa h book this to make riddle more with that ruthless aggression more like hey i'm more serious i'm not just like bruh, bruh, like about 420 yeah. not about that no you prove you're a former mma fighter prove it that you are in this professional wrestling ring so i mean yes yeah uh, and that yeah, was crazy Man, oh, yeah, it looked oh like a God. golf ball on his fucking head. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. So I'm very happy that this match turned out to be the way out. It doesn't hurt Riddle's loss at all for this loss. It, if anything, it elevates his career. It elevates his, you know, him to be more noticeable in the main roster. So I'm looking forward to see what's going to happen with him and Rollins throughout the next upcoming you know, events happening on Raw and, so, and such and so on and see how they end the story. Yeah, most definitely, man. The chemistry between these two is crazy. Like, they really mesh well together, and I think that they could continue and ride with this for at least a couple months. Maybe you have – a na- of course, you're going to have, like, some type of street fight or something at um, Extreme Rules and then the blow-off possibly at the uh, Survivor Series show. I hope that – that's another thing. Like, this is random, but I hope that Survivor Series is not brand versus brand, Raw versus SmackDown. Go back to the old Survivor Series, like, where it's just, you know, you choose your own teams, but this whole brand supremacy shit, that's all stupid anyway. Like, I'm curious of how they're gonna do that. To be honest, it's just right now how we're seeing the current, you know, roster is not. I mean, it's still the split brand, but we're still seeing, you know, other, you know, members from their from their brand going to the other ones' brands each other. Yeah, yeah I'm curious to see how they're gonna, you know, how they're gonna book it. So I'm I'm intrigued. I'm very intrigued. Or maybe a fight pit match. Yeah. Yo, yes. Honestly, if they do the fight pit match, shout out to. Uh, UW podcast and Nick for having uh Ken Shamrock on. I would love if Ken Shamrock was like special referee in a fight pit match between <laughs> Seth Rollins yeah. and Matt Riddle. That would be insane. Oh yeah. I definitely could see a fight pit matchup. I, I love the one that he had with uh Timothy Thatcher on NXT. So for sure, that would be awesome to have Seth and Matt Riddle in there. Maybe you have that as like the blow-off, you know. Seth Rollins has a match that's like his specialty or his pick at Extreme Rules, and then do the fight pit at Survivor Series. Yeah. Underground Temple, goddamn Solo Scott. We, we ain't there yet, bro. We're we going to get there later, all right? <laughs> but definitely great matchup. I, I, I really enjoyed it. Insane. I, I, I think that, like you said, Matt Riddle definitely is becoming more of a more serious wrestler. We've seen a glimpse of it with uh, his feud with Roman Reigns and the Bloodline. And that matchup he had on SmackDown, I believe it was um, it was the same day that Vince McMahon like, stepped down or whatever. It was... Yeah. Uh, Riddle versus Roman Reigns, and he he had a real serious matchup, and it was a great matchup. But he was still doing like his little funny shit, and he was still 
oh, I do it for Randy, bro, and all that. Now we're seeing Riddle become Randy. his own man. <laughs> we're seeing Riddle become his own man, and I like to see that. You know what I mean? I think that this Riddle would be a believable champion in the WWE main roster. Oh, indeed. Absolutely agreed. Speaking of champion, though, we got to talk about that main event. Oh, WWE Undisputed man. Universal Championship match. Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. First off, right off the bat, I love the whole atmosphere, man. Having Drew McIntyre come out to the, his old uh, theme song, Broken Dreams. Um, having that crowd just going crazy. They were going ballistic. Having the crowd do the, oh, Drew McIntyre. You know, I think Underground Temple might have been a part of that. He probably started that shit. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but definitely, man, I love the atmosphere, the whole feel of this matchup. It had a big fight feel. This felt like it could have been main event of WrestleMania, especially in the stadium. Everybody was just on their feet and going crazy the whole time. What did you think about the atmosphere of this matchup before we get into the actual match? Honestly, for me, the way how I felt it, and I kind of like wanted to teary-eye a little bit why I say that, because for Drew McIntyre, this man, career-wise, could have lost it all when he got cut from WWE the first time. You know, and he changed his life around completely. Uh, he went back to the drawing board and fixed himself work. mentally. He put in the work in the indie scenes, got really known, especially in Cardiff, where he where he mentioned in the post-conference, this is where I started, this is where my career began in Cardiff. And, you know, being in the indie scenes, being in, all, you know, making his name as Drew Galloway and all over the UK and, like I said, in the independent circuit, and for them, for Hunter, was the one that brought him back. Hey, you want to come back? Let's get. I'll bring you back on. And just to see Drew McIntyre's crew, how it began and where it, you know, where where it stands today, and seeing the crowd be behind him, I I I, I teared up because that man deserves that moment right there. hundred percent. Yeah. That moment because he put in his work. One during the pandemic era, and this is the, the reward that he deserves. Uh, just to see 62,000 people there in attendance, chanting his name, cheering for him, and you could tell he wanted to cry too. That he's like, Man, this is this is my moment of what I've always yeah. wanted, and he got it. And, and I'm very happy for him that he finally got that moment that he's been waiting for since mania that he couldn't get it when during the post pandemic era. And now he got this in the main event level in front of a live audience of that huge in Cardiff. I applaud him very much, that because he deserves it. And I'm 100%. very happy for, for his career where he where he stands today. And man, like I said, we'll get into the match. But other than that, I'm happy for Drew McIntyre. He deserves this moment, and I'm happy that he has it now finally. And this is an example of not giving up. This is a guy who shows you that. Hey, you can never give up. Get up, lick your wounds, and fight another day, and fight and continue to fight to your dreams. This is a great example of that, and that's what he he showed to the whole people, to the, to the whole world, even myself. That's that's an inspiration moment right there to see. You can you can accomplish yeah. what he's doing, and and look where he's standing today, you know, in front of all that live audience. So I, it it gave me goosebumps. Honestly, it did. I mean, he he's a long, far away from three man band. I'll tell you that much. Like, this was an amazing moment. There was a lot of moments in this matchup where I was like, 
oh god, they're gonna give it to Drew. You know what I mean? I, I honestly thought that after that second uh Claymore kick, I'm like, that's it. There goes the two years for Roman Reigns. Sorry, Devin, but I thought Tribal Chief Day was over, you know what I mean? But at the end, you know, even while everyone said, Oh, well, Roman Reigns is going to have to wrestle without the bloodline, and the bloodline always interferes in the matchup, he still found a way. He still found a way. And now we'll go back to Underground Temple and talk about Solo Sokoa, who got called up from the main roster apparently and is now in the bloodline. This was awesome, man. Honestly, I know a lot of people are gonna say, "Oh, Roman Reigns always has to have someone help him win." He's a fucking heel. That's what yes. heels do. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, he's not a baby face doing this shit. He's a heel. Heels always have to like find a way to cheat, or heels find a way to win by any means necessary. So I am not mad at that one bit. I love Solo Sokoa, and his run on NXT was amazing. I felt like he could have been called up a long time ago because he's, you know, he doesn't need no development. That that's for sure. He's a great wrestler, and I'm really excited to see him with the bloodline. And I think him, if they go forth with him versus Drew McIntyre, that's going to be some bangers of a match. But I love everything in this matchup. You had the drama. You had um, Tyson Fury in the crowd punching out Austin Theory, who was possibly going to cash in his money in the bank. This was just a great matchup. Like I said, it had that WrestleMania main event feel from the entrances, the drama, the atmosphere. And I couldn't have asked for a better matchup to cap off an amazing pay-per-view. Absolutely. I mean, shit. You, everything you spoke is 100% righteous. Especially, uh, you know, give it to Roman, man. He, another, like I said, Tribal Chief Day right here. But, you know, no matter what, hey, Tribal Chief, we, we the ones. I'm very happy for Roman. And I know I'm happy for Drew mainly because this, this, this loss does not hurt him. Yeah. It's not hurt him at all. It made it, like I said, it made him what people needed to see. He is a main event caliber. And yes, and yes, and I agree. By any, means. Heal. By any means necessary, you have to win either cheating or not cheating. It doesn't matter. And seeing Solo, I don't I thought we were going to see after the show, but I guess like on Raw or something, but I didn't expect him to be here at the event. But it makes sense because we didn't see the Usos or Paul Heyman coming out with Roman. Him coming up by himself, and then just I did not expect that to happen on this night. I thought for a moment, for a second, I thought we we're gonna see Tyson Fury get involved. Like, hey, what the hell? But like how he, you know, yeah. knocked out Austin Theory, but he didn't. Uh, I can't. I'm looking forward to see how Solo is gonna be the one kicking Sami Zayn. Out. Like, hey, you're not part <laughs> of this. You're taking my. You use the placeholder until <laughs> I came. Exactly. But, yeah. man, this match was awesome. I really enjoyed it. Both of them put a hell, hellacious fucking performance. And even though, like I said, a lot of people wanted, you know, Drew to win, even though it was his hometown. And so people are saying that that it's bad booking to have your hometown here to lose. Why is that? No, it's not. If anything, it gives you, like I said, an inspiration. And, hey, get up. You can do it again. But it, it makes it you want to so buy cool. the ticket next time to see them win possibly next time and get their revenge. Exactly. So, yeah, I don't think that's bad booking. I, I mean, shit, was it bad booking? Well, never mind, never mind. I was going to say, was it bad booking to have Shawn Michaels beat uh, British Bulldog at one night only in the UK? That, right. yes, that was bad booking. That was bad booking. That was that bad I booking. Say, yes, I agree. <laughs> that was bad booking. Yeah, but... DX all into fear and the whole Heart Foundation's there and they didn't do shit. They didn't do shit? Oh, my God. Yeah, come yeah, on. Come on. You're going to leave your boy out there to dry like that? Yes, 
that, but, that's anyway. really thankless. But <laughs> overall, this was a great match. I really enjoyed it. Uh, it, it, man, it put on a hell of a show, man. I, like I said, I, and then or another thing I forgot to mention about Karrion Cross. Like, okay, he was there in attendance. I, we thought we were he was not gonna be there, but he showed up, and then I thought he was gonna interfere. He did it. And a lot of people were also expecting Bray Wyatt to show up. You know, probably interfered aftermatch. You didn't see that either. So I like this was a great one-on-one main event match, even though with the interference, but I don't care. That, that's a move regardless. So it looked at Roman. So, but I'm happy Roman got yeah. the win. And I'm happy for Drew for getting his moment too in front of his hometown. So I'm happy. Yeah. And he looked genuinely happy after the matchup when him and Tyson Fury were singing and all that. You could tell in his face, like, he was just genuinely happy. And that was great to see because you could tell, like, that was not a scripted moment or, oh, you're going to smile at the crowd, you know. Like, they always make the big faces smile and shit. No, this was just, like, just pure happiness. And that was great to see for him, especially in his, like, not his hometown, but in his home area. And yeah. I just I just loved it. I, uh, Solo Sokoa kicks Sami Zayn out. Usos versus Owens and Zayn. I well, would like to see that. I think we might see that Survivor Series. I think much what we want. I, I would like to see that Survivor Series. Having saying, turning uh, face again, joining Owens, the former Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions, them to, you know, reuniting and just taking, dominating the tag team division. That will add a little spice to that division. If you just add Owens and Sammy, oh, that would be so great. It would be awesome yeah. to see. I think that now that the IC titles elevated, the U.S. titles elevated. I think now we're going to really focus on tag teams, you know, because yeah, right nice. now it feels like the tag teams are still a little shaky. But if you get Kevin Owens and uh, Sami Zayn as a team, now we have Imperium. We have. I think it's about to get really interesting. It's going to be great, and I just can't wait to see what the plans are in the future. But overall, this was a great show. You know, it, it reminded me a lot of, like, the classic Ruthless Aggression era pay-per-views. I love how even after the show, they went back with like the video montage of the show, which is something we haven't seen that we in God knows how right. long. Ooh, that was that right. was some that was a, like a regular basis they used to do that from like the Attitude Era all the way up to like 2003, 2004. They would have those like video montages afterwards. I thought yes. that was great to bring that back. Oh uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. I, it's been a while. I was like, what? They're bringing the montage like back all over with the music. I'm like. Oh, right, hell yeah. I remember when I was a kid, like way back. I mean, even though we're, uh, yeah, but I mean, teenager, like when in the aftermath of pay per view, you see the, the montage, you're just like, oh, you're talking to your buddies or you're, or you're by yourself watching it, eating a pizza. Oh my God, we're replay again. It was awesome. And this yeah. is the first ever Papa H, you know, event for him. I commend him for doing a, a plus for me. I was about to say, a, if you had to give him a grade, what would you give him? A plus for me, man. A plus for me. And then just hearing the post, like I was watching the post conference as well with him. Uh, I like how he, which I forgot to, you know, he mentioned it and I went back to look at it. I like the fact what he said that he mentioned that Michael Cole said, oh, yeah, this is our team. Like calling the fans a team. And I like how he really put a bold statement saying without you fans, we wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't have this event. We will not have yeah. this type of, you know, environment. You guys are the ones that make us go. And a lot of the questions were asking him. So, what is your expectations? Are you going to be, are you going to be doing this globally? So he said, he, as, as much as he can do globally, 
And they mentioned the NXT Europe, uh, will he do this as well? Sort of like this, what I love what he said. He's like, the goal is to make Europe to be that, you know, that global, you know, market in the, in the European scene. And also down the line, he said, we could see probably, you know, like, like the World Cup. We'll see cups. Like the, and I'm like, right when he said that, X Division Cup, it reminds me of like, oh, he's going to do that. Yes. Gonna, yeah, the World oh X Cup God. was fired yes. back in the day. If he does that, oh my God, I'll lose my mind. And and, and I love how he said, like, you know, this, you know, we are the you know the best product here globally. And you no, know, and this was one of the greatest events of all time. I don't care what anybody says. And and you know, TK, hope you took some notes and watched this because yeah. Uh, it's gonna be hard to top this. It's gonna be hard to top this one, man. I see you in the you see tomorrow and see how you're able to top this one. And this is only just what six matches. And this is an NXT fucking takeover with six matches. You had a one pre-show, yeah. of course, with the Madcap Mobs and Madcap Mobs and Free Profits. Uh, but I don't count that. I counted more the main, the main card. Six matches delivered, and I'm not disappointed. Top to bottom, everything was awesome, and I'm looking forward for more. Mm-hmm. Papa H, thank you for bringing back the spirit of me loving WWE again. And I'm looking forward to see more and more and more. Ah, oh, I was telling my girl the same thing. I was like, I don't remember popping and marking out on the couch for WWE for a long time. So honestly, like I'm right there with you. Thank you so much, Triple H. And I was going to ask you for a score. You gave your score A plus. I gotta agree, A plus. This was flawless. The pacing, the the matches itself. There was nothing that I saw in here where I was like, eh, well that wasn't needed. And I love the fact that he went with a six-match card instead of, like, a 14-match card because, you know, it really shows that it's quality over quantity. Just because you have a ton of matches on a card doesn't make it a big card. If you took, like, even, like, this past year's WrestleMania, like, I felt like both nights were good. But if you took the three best matches of night one versus the three best matches of night two and had a six-match card for WrestleMania, like, it would have been a classic WrestleMania. But I feel like because... You had so much filler in between those nights, you can't really consider it a classic WrestleMania. So I, I really love that this is the the structure of the shows because this is exactly what he was doing with NXT. This is the NXT black and gold structure that he knew and it worked with them. So why wouldn't it work on a grander scale with more what's called production like the main roster has? So yeah. I just hope that they continue to go this route. I was so tired of the days where WWE had seven, eight-hour fucking pay-per-views and just try to get everyone on the show and had a bunch of commercials in between and stupid filler and all that bullshit. I hope that they stick to this structure because this show that this structure works. This structure was easily digestible. That's why I've been saying, I don't know why, I'm not eating shows, but it's digestible when you have like these shows. Look at the three hours raw. You know, the three-hour raw is, we don't complain about three hours anymore. Because now it is digestible. It is easy to sit through. It is fun to watch these shows. And the time goes by like this. I finished the show and I'm like, God damn. Like, that was like, what, like two and a half hours? Like, it felt quick. But I wasn't complaining. It was just a great paced show. And they just kept the action going and going and going. There was no buffer matches. It wasn't like, oh, well, Seth and uh, Matt Riddle was a banger. So we got to put like a bullshit match in between that and the main event. Like, no, they were like, fuck it. Keep the bangers going. Just keep going. Boom, 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 boom. And I just love that mentality. It was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely agree. Every match gets to breathe. Exactly. Yes. 
and, and that's one thing I wanted to add on, you know, what Devin just commented. The fact is that less of a card, more time for the matches because it mm -hmm. gives the story for each match and for it to make sense instead of being booked for like a five minute to seven minutes. Like, for instance, the only shortest one on this one was Shayna and Liv. They got at least 12 minutes in, 12, 13 yeah. minutes, I believe it was. Uh, but everybody else had their moments. Like, the beginning show had 18 minutes before yeah. uh, the six women you know, tag. You had the IC that had two minutes. <clears throat> Excuse me, <clears throat> 22 minutes. And then you had um, then you had the Mysterios and, and Judgment Day have 13 minutes. But with those 13 minutes, it told a lot. Yeah. And, you know, Riddle and Rollins had like about 20 minutes. And then the rest of the, the 30 minutes was the main event. And that makes sense how to do, how to book uh, a match card with less in giving the time for the story to be told in the ring from these individuals or for the, whatever match is booked in general. It makes more sense to do it that way because now we get all of us, the audiences, get a better understanding of the matches. And not only that, it also gives the momentum for the talent to now outshine and put a performance for us, the audiences, either we're watching at home or live in attendance, because now we're just able to see now what their attributes, what their capabilities are in the ring, besides the character, what they, you know, what they are, what they play in yeah. you know, on television. But I'm glad they were able to get that. And I'm happy that it's a mixture of entertainment and professional wrestling all mixed together, how it's supposed to be in my opinion. So, I mean, I'm, I'm absolutely lucky. I can't even say it better, man. That That's the perfect way to close this out. With that being said, I appreciate you joining. I appreciate everybody joining in the chats. You know I mean? The special Saturday episode of the Wrestling DeLorean. I never do these shits on weekends, but I had to come on today. I had to come <laughs> on today. But make sure you hit that subscribe button, circle debate. Catch me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday with the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. Catch the circle debate every Tuesday with the New Japan show, Wednesday with the MMA show. Thursday with the flagship show and Friday with top five. We, we working out here. We are working on this channel and we put in that work and we would appreciate you if you just hit that subscribe button. And to all our followers, all the subscribers, we appreciate you all for riding with the Wrestling DeLorean podcast and the Circle Debate and wish that you continue to take this ride with us into the future because it's only going to get better from here. So That's thank right. you. Ivan, I'm giving you the floor. Where can people find you? Oh, man. Well, not myself individually because I already don't post on my individual Instagram, but you can, of course, find us at Circle Debate at all social media platforms. Twitter, IG, and Facebook are our group page, our group chat page. You can find us there. And, of course, you can find us here on our channel. But a quick shout I want to give up to all, all the whole League of Extraordinary Podcasts as well. Shout out to Park Street. Shout out to Top Rope. You know, Rewind, Straight Talk, Backstage Broad, uh, in the, in the, at Young Anthony with the Indy Center and Turbuckle Tavern, even though they're not, but still they're family to us. Uh, man, Joe Fu in the ring, the ring fanatics, they could go on the, the list. And I apologize if I'm not mentioning everybody, but man, thank you all guys for being part of this family, just like you know, the Nero is right here with us with the DeLorean. And also, wanted to say as well, tune in for a lot of professional wrestling because even if you're a New Japan fan, today's the night where the crowd for the first time in over a year are going to be wait. now able to cheer and boo to the Burning Spirits tour night one and night two. Night one starts tonight for it, and the night two will happen, of course, on Monday. But I'm looking forward, and De Niro and myself and I are looking forward to see the crowd yeah. cheering and instead of clapping. So I am excited, and I'm ready. Do you know how that crowd is going to be? That oh, crowd is going to be like this. 
they are. <laughs> yes, they are. Absolutely, they are. But I cannot wait. I'm looking forward, man. I'm, I'm excited. I'm happy. I'm, I'm looking forward. And I'm looking forward to this weekend. I want to see what AEW is all about. Let's see what they can deliver. Can they match what you know, Clash of the Castle did? That's what I want to see. So I'm hoping, I hope they do. Uh, but overall, I'm not here about competition. If we're here to to love and say how much we enjoy watching professional wrestling. Exactly. First and foremost, we are wrestling fans. We're not a fan of a particular company. Just great wrestling fans, and that's it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. With that being said, I hope everyone enjoys NXT tomorrow and AEW All Out. And yeah, take care. Catch me on Monday with the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast and hit that subscribe button to the Circle Debate. So take care, everyone. Thank you for joining on this very special Saturday episode of the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. For the best TV viewing experience, witness the coziest maroons, the most vibrant and brightest moons, the eeriest and darkest tombs, and radiant and vivid hues in any type of room with the Neo QLED and OLED TVs by Samsung. We're supposed to say Samsung, but that didn't rhyme, so (laughs) you're welcome. Samsung, more wow than ever.